have folk who not on their way to heaven keep you from maximizing heaven's opportunity. Dr. Tony Evans talks about why it's more important than ever for Christ followers to be faithful. This is not a time for weak need Christians. This is a day to name the name of Jesus Christ. This is The Alternative with Dr. Tony Evans, author, speaker, senior pastor of Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship in Dallas, Texas, and president of The Urban Alternative. When life becomes difficult, our faith will usually head one of two very different directions. Today, Dr. Evans takes us to Revelation 2.8 for help on staying strong even under stress. Let's join him. John the Apostle writes to this second church the church at Smyrna. He says, the first and the last, the one who was dead and alive says this. So I'm going to give the message, but Jesus is doing the talking. So if you get mad at what I'm getting ready to say, talk to Jesus, leave me alone. Because he just told him to say what he was saying. So in that little phrase, Jesus speaks of both his deity and his humanity. He's the first and the last. He's God, but he died. So he's man. He says, I know your tribulation. I know your trouble. I know what you're going through. I know you're hurting right now. He says, I am fully aware that you're going through it because I'm God, but I'm also fully aware of what it feels like because I'm man. If you feel like you're dying, I know what that feels like because I died. I've been through all of the categories of trouble that any human being has been through as man, even though I am simultaneously deity. I know your trouble. If you're hurting today, he's aware of it. If you're crying today, he's aware of it. If your world has been shaken today, he's aware of it. Not only because he's omniscient, God, but because he's human, man. And so he's got that dual reality of identification while transcending time and being involved in time. He says, I know you got trouble. They worship Caesar as Lord. You had to recognize Caesar as God. Well, these Christians had another declaration. Jesus is Lord. That created a problem because once you rejected Caesar, you were now an enemy of the state. And as a result of that, there was confiscation of property. It says you are having trouble and you are poor. Now it's bad enough to have trouble. But it's shown up bad when you have trouble and no money. So they were spiritually rich. That's why he says in the next phrase, you are rich. 
You are rich because of your decision to be committed to me even though it's costing you a price tag. Nothing happens to you that doesn't pass through his fingers first. Okay? It's called sovereignty. Nothing, in order for it to get to you, it's got to go through him. Which means it has to have permission. Now, I'm not talking about suffering because of you doing evil. That's one kind of suffering. I'm talking about when you're trying to live for God, when you're trying to proclaim Christ, when you try, and it's still going south. It had to pass through his fingers first. Okay? One reason he does it is to humble us. 2 Corinthians 12, verse 7. To humble us. In other words, he wants to deal with something in our character that we either actually or potentially are headed toward. So he allows something in our lives. Paul says, God allowed a messenger of Satan, a thorn in the flesh. A thorn is something that pricks you, that irritates you. He calls it a messenger. He had a person in his life who was driving him nuts. An irritation. And he says, I prayed to God to get rid of it. Three times. And God says, I will not get rid of the irritation that I allowed the devil to put in your life. And the reason I'm not going to allow it is to humble you. So that you don't think more of yourself than you ought to think. And he says, my grace will be sufficient. And in your weakness, I'm going to make you strong. Another reason he lets us when we're seeking to live for him is to use us. Second Corinthians chapter one, verse four, Paul says, in our affliction, we're going through stuff. We're trying to serve God, love God, please God, walk with God. And we are underneath affliction, suffering. He says, God met us in our affliction, watch this, so that we would now be able to comfort others who are in the same affliction. So God lets you go through stuff even though you're trying to please him and are publicly associated with him because he has somebody else down the line who's going to be going through what you are now going through and he doesn't just want you to quote Bible verses. He doesn't just want to say, I'm going to pray for you. He wants you to feel what they feel and emote where they moat and because you've been where they've been. And he wants to use you experientially. Isn't it irritating somebody trying to help you that don't know what you're talking about? Because they've never been there. He says, I want to use the comfort I give you in what I allowed you to go through. He does it for another reason, to grow us. James chapter one, verses two to four says, the testings of your faith is to develop you. He wants to take you to another level. So there is purpose in the pain if you're seeking to live for him publicly. I ain't talking about privately. I ain't talking about in church. I'm talking about declaring out there Jesus is Lord. That he will allow people to come against you. People to reject you. People to talk about you as sure as you're born. He will, he will allow that people to scheme against you. He will allow people to politic against you. He will allow somebody else to get that promotion. That you've been working hard. 
Because he has a reason. Oh, here's one. To deepen his reality in your life. Watch this. It's called in Philippians 3.10, the fellowship of his suffering. Fellowship means increased intimacy. He said, you know what? When you are hurting, getting intimate with the doctor, that's what you're looking for. You don't just want to know your doctor's name. You don't just want to know his telephone number. Oh, you want a little hookup with your doctor because you're in pain. Uh, When you're fine, you may not call doc. But when the pain won't go away long enough, deep enough, oh, you're going to get him on the phone. You're going to rearrange your schedule. You're going to make sure there's a hookup with the doctor because it's hurting so bad. You need somebody who can meet you where you are. God knows if it's only blessing, he ain't going to get your undivided attention. If it's only blessing, you may not pick up the phone. If it's only blessing, you may not get desperate enough. So he brings you to the fellowship of his suffering. He lets you feel what it feels like to be him when he was going through, when you're going through, because he knows you're going to snuggle up a little closer. You're going to spend a little bit more time in prayer. You're going to meet him longer in the word when it's hurting bad enough that you need him. And so he does that to deepen the intimacy with his people. He says, I know what you're going through. I know you. You're struggling right now. But he says, it's even worse than that. I know, verse 9, the blasphemy of those who say they are Jews and are not, but are a synagogue of Satan. Oh, wait a minute. He started with the secular world. Now he says, you get in trouble from the religious world. Synagogue, that's a place of worship. These were the Jews who rejected Christ, who were now persecuting the Christians. These are church folk who reject you because you've taken your stand for Jesus Christ because just because they in church don't mean they right. Just because they in church carrying a Bible under their arm because these Jews were carrying the Old Testament just because they carrying a Bible under their arm doesn't mean they committed. Just because they just because they saying amen, hallelujah, praise the Lord, standing up, sitting down, clapping their hands, that don't mean a thing if Jesus is not Lord. In fact, he said, you got a church full of devils. There is resistance from the synagogue of Satan. The religious folk were against them. Because I want to tell you now, if you take your stand for Jesus Christ, church folk we'll say you're a fanatic. Church folk, we say you're being too serious about this. Church folk will start calling you Rev. Church folk will do that and become your persecutors because you're taking your stand for God. I know what you're going through because you've become, you've you've served notice. that your allegiance is to me first. It's public. It's not, it's not hidden. It's, it's like the political campaigns. It's a placard. It's been put on notice. It's advertised. And you are paying a price for it. There's a cost to it. He goes on to say, 
Oh, I like this. Do not fear. Mm. Don't be afraid because you will undergo some trouble for 10 days. In other words, I got my hand on the clock. I'm going to allow it, but I'm also going to determine when it's going to end. Dr. Evans will return in a moment with more on God's perfect timing. But first, for a look at practical steps you can take to stay strong when your faith is tested, check out Tony's Jesus Challenge study package. It starts with all eight lessons in our current series, focusing on how to develop stronger faith, healthier priorities, increased commitment, unshakable faithfulness, transparent authenticity, and more. You'll get instant access to the digital downloads, followed up with eight full-length CDs. Tony's Living as an Overcomer book, his in-depth workbook you can use during your personal study time, plus a special Bible study DVD packed with exclusive teaching segments by Tony. And here's the best part. For a limited time, we're making this entire package available as our gift in appreciation for your contribution to support the ministry of The Alternative. And if you contact us right away to take advantage of this offer before time runs out, we'll add an extra bonus— the four-part In Pursuit of Godliness message collection from Dr. Evans, available via downloadable MP3s. Visit us at TonyEvans.org or call our Resource Center at 1-800-800-3222. Team members are standing by around the clock to help with your request. That's 1-800-800-3222. Well, Dr. Evans is back now with more of today's message. Come on, you, you, you ladies know what it is to, to use a timer. You use a timer to tell you when the meat is ready. You use a timer to tell you when stuff is done. And if the bell goes off and it's not done, you're going to put it back in the oven because it ain't ready yet. Okay? See, sometimes we going through stuff because we ain't done. No, we still not confessing Christ. We're still not living for Christ. But we want to say, get me out of here. Well, God said, well, the bell rung, but you ain't ready. You, st- you raw all on the inside. You ain't done. God says, I control the clock. That's why you don't have to be afraid. I got, I this, I got this clock. And, and Satan is on a leash. And I didn't give him 10 days to do his stuff for me to do in you what I want you to do. But at 10 days, I'm jerking that sucker back. Because he's not just the devil, he's my devil. And I use him as I please. If you don't believe me, ask Job. He's my devil. I tell him how far he can go and how far he can't go and how long he can stay there. Because I am the sovereign God and I am in charge. So you make sure you are identified with me. This is not a time for weak need Christians. This is not a day for silly saints. This is a day for men and women who name the name of Jesus Christ to name the name of Jesus Christ. And do not fear, he said. Oh, Moses was afraid. Moses was afraid. God said, go tell Pharaoh, let my people go. Moses said, you got to be kidding. Them people are going to kill me. In fact, when I go over there, I'm going to tell you what they're going to ask me. They're going to ask me, who sent you? Mr. Big Stuff, who do you think you are? Who sent you and made you boss? He says, you tell them when they ask you that dumb question. 
I am that I am sent you. And the reason I'm going to tell you to tell them I am that I am sent you is because I am going to be whatever you need when the time comes. I'm going to be your sovereign, self-sufficient, eternal support. See, here's the deal. If you're going to go through down times, suffering times, tribulation times for following Christ, the key thing you're going to need to know is he's there. See that? See, that's the key thing. Even if the circumstance hasn't changed, you need to know he in the vicinity. You need to know that Mr. Rogers is in the neighborhood. You need to know that God is right there when you're going through it. And if you do, I will give you, verse 10 says, the crown of life. I'm going to give you the crown of life. And he closes by saying, he who has an ear, let him hear. What the Spirit says to the churches, and then he speaks to you as an individual, he who overcomes will not be hurt by the second death. That is a curious phrase. He who overcomes, what does he mean by overcoming? He who overcomes the temptation to abandon your confession during tough times. He who overcomes the temptation to walk away because things have gotten rough because of your faith. The overcomers will not be hurt by the second death. Now, the reason why that's a curious phrase is that the second death refers to hell. Bible says hell is cast into the lake of fire and that is the second death. So that's hell. But wait a minute. He's talking to Christians here. These are believers who are suffering. So they're not going to hell. They're going to heaven. So why would he tell believers, if you are an overcomer, not just a Christian, but you overcome the temptation of not being faithful in the midst of tribulation, you will not be hurt by something that has absolutely nothing to do with you because the second death is hell and that's not where you're going. So it's an irrelevant topic. Don't let folk who are not on their way to heaven keep you from getting all that heaven has for you because you were more committed to them who can do nothing for you ultimately than you were committed to me. Don't let the second death hell-bound folk keep you from maximizing heaven's opportunity. Don't let those sinners mess you up. Don't let those sinners take away your reward. Don't let those sinners destroy your fellowship with me. Don't let folk who are going down keep you from maximizing going up. Don't let them do that. Your commitment must be to me. And when you fail, dust off, confess, repent, get up, and go on the road to faithfulness. Don't throw in the towel. Don't quit. And if we are not developing those kinds of Christians as a church, we failed. Because our job isn't to have church. Our job is to create disciples who, who are not ashamed to say, Jesus Christ is Lord. We're in a political correct environment now where you can't bring up this and you can't bring up that. Of course, you can cuss like a sailor if you want. You can talk about women like a dog if you want. You can be insulting to the faith if you want, but bring up Jesus and you in trouble. Well, I'm just going to have to be in trouble because I'm bringing up Jesus. 
Like Paul, I am not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. You do it lovingly, you do it appropriately, you do it wisely, but you do it clearly. So you don't quit. If you're going through a tough time and you're living for Christ, if you're not living for Christ, that's a whole different story. That's getting right. But if you, if you have made the decision, I have decided to follow Jesus, no turning back, no turning back, you've made it known. Everybody understands that that's who you are. If you were accused of being a Christian at work, there would be enough evidence to convict you. Because you come through that way, you live that way, you make your decisions that way, because that's who you are. And that's your normal modus operandi. None of us is perfect, but that's your normal modus operandi. And you keep going. God's got the clock. He knows how many days. He's got a purpose in the pain. You keep going. Perhaps you've not yet made that decision to follow Jesus, but now you're ready. If that's you, visit TonyEvans.org today and follow the link that says Jesus. There, Dr. Evans will explain everything you need to know about being a real Christian and how to start your brand new life. That's TonyEvans.org, where you can get the latest on Tony's ministry and resources and sign up for his free email devotional. Also, while you're there, don't forget to take advantage of our current giant offer— the Living as an Overcomer book, workbook, and Bible study DVD, plus all eight full-length audio messages from the Jesus Challenge series, digitally and or on CDs, as well as the bonus downloadable audio messages from Tony's In Pursuit of Godliness teaching series. This powerful, life-changing package of resources is yours with our thanks when you help us keep Tony's teaching on this station by supporting his ministry with your donation. This is a limited-time offer, so don't wait. Visit us today at TonyEvans.org to make your request, or call us at 1-800-800-3222 and let one of our resource team members help you. That's 1-800-800-3222 or online at TonyEvans.org. And while you're there, look for the details on joining Dr. Evans and other listeners on a revitalizing and uplifting cruise to the Mexican Riviera this coming November. Witnesses view events from different angles, and although their personal perspective is relative, reality never is. Tomorrow, Dr. Evans shows us how to resist the world's efforts to redefine the reality of God's Word, as he takes a look at the consequences of treating truth like nothing more than a matter of opinion. Right now, he's back with his final illustration for the day. You remember in closing the story of the little girl who, who was in the shopping cart with her mother. She said, uh, as the mother went down the cookie aisle, Mama, please, for a chocolate chip cookie. Mother said, you had too many sweets today, no chocolate chip cookie. Mother going down another aisle, she said, Mama, I really want some chocolate chip cookies. She said, I told you, you've had too many sweets today. I'm not getting you any chocolate chip cookie. Mother going down another aisle. She said, but mama, I need some chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> told you, I'm not giving you any chocolate chip cookie. Mother gets in the checkout line. The little girl stands up, folds her hand, looks up to heaven. Jesus, they taught me in Sunday school last week, if I called on you, you'd meet all my needs. And I need some chocolate chip cookies. 
The ladies in back of the mother said, why won't that woman get that girl some chocolate chip cookies? The mother got real embarrassed, went and got a whole bunch of chocolate chip cookies, put it in the cart, little girl stood up and said, thank you, Jesus, for answering my prayer. There may be somebody here today and you're in the checkout line. You want to quit, you want to throw in the towel, it's too tough, you know, you're too embarrassed to name the name of Jesus Christ. Before you check out, check up. Because when God comes through for you, when God, even if it's letting you know he's there, you will discover that greater is he that's in you, in the fire, than he that's in the world. The Alternative with Dr. Tony Evans is brought to you by The Urban Alternative made possible by the generous contributions of listeners like you.